I know what you guys are thinking. On a Thursday, the Rick H show, I told you yesterday I was in a good mood, in a giving mood. So I got a special one today. Let me drop the intro and then we'll get into our interview with Orlando Leva. Let's drop this seven minute intro. You feel that now? I feel like Rocky in this one, baby. Let's go. Alright, check it. Uh. Blast from the past, back from the future. So if I pull the trigger in the past, you know you and your future. I'm still hustling, still hugging the block. The referee to the shit, I'm still calling them shots. I can't be stopped, that's what I told you. I'm living my life like a box of Crayolas. I'm cutting up white, smoking that green. Purple color pens, I'm still making this cream. I'm so sick, uh, check my throat quick. My wrist light up a room like a handful of glow sticks. I'm like spoiled milk, the kid's gone bad. Then it's the minutes, my pen touches the pad. Uh, niggas is mad, but the ladies is glad. Yo, they rubbing up against me like this nigga is rad Fucking two divas, drinking on sangria I got the beam of the colors, diarrhea uh, Tire strength in my feet cause I'm so fly Hopped out the DeLorean, it's Artie McFly <laughs> you know, Rachel said the same thing that the intro's too long. It, it, it's your world, Rick. What What do you want me to tell you? This is these are decisions that Did you, you have made. It? Did you love it? Did you? No, no, no I no, didn't. No, no. gentlemen. What didn't you like about no, it? No, I could. We could have started. You should have. I was having technical issues. While okay. I was having technical issues, you could have started this. I would have gotten fixed everything. I would have launched a missile Damn. by the time this intro. <laughs> Damn, so you don't like our intro. Oh, oh my God. No, it's good. It's good. I, I like it because it's like it's powerful. It's uh, motivational. It's like, yo, my name is Rick H. And I believe in myself. Like, it's legit. I like it. I wear my Scotty this way. And this one, I'm wearing a hat. There's a picture of T.I. You know what I mean? I like it, bro. Here's me with a random dude talking in front of a bodega. You got a cheese sandwich? I got a cheese sandwich. That should be the intro. Just the visuals and you giving the play-by-play, the vocals. So how yeah, you doing, my brother? How's everything? How's LA? How's 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 the stand-up? How's the stage? I'm good, man. I'm blessed, dude. That's what that's what I that's I, that's how I live. I live in that space. I'm a blessed dude, man. Mm-hmm. How about you, man? You got a kid? You you learning how to be a father? Two children. Yeah. Uh, now recently. you can get it right with this one. The first one, yeah, you know. <laughs> My daughter was born three weeks ago. Yeah, she's about to be yeah. a month old on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. I heard some of the podcasts. You're going through it, so that's oh, good. thank you. Th- I appreciate that. You do your homework. You uh, see, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. No. So how? Well, first of all, you're very funny. Big fan. My wife's an even bigger fan. Yeah, the ladies love me, man. The the, the ladies, and when I mean the ladies, I mean mothers and grandmothers. Uh-huh. And uh, why do you uh, think that is? 35 to 65 year old white women in the Midwest, according to the research that has been done on me. Wait, wait, give me that number 35 to 35 to 65 year old uh, white women from the Midwest that want to travel to New York, even though I don't live there. (laughs) They got they feel it. They get they get it right away. They're like, I like this, dude. I don't know what type of what happened to 66 to 90. Would, no, uh, no they're dead, dog. Like, what do you, what do you want me to tell you? They're either they're either not paying attention to the kid, or they're they're mm-hmm. dead. So, like that, so, I want to choose that they're dead. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, for someone who's never seen your set, yeah, uh, what is what are some of the things you go through on the stage? Uh, what's your type of comedy? There's two. There's there's the identity. There's the there's um uh there's the tonight show mm-hmm. uh 
comedy set, which is you craft your set for the Tonight Show. So there's that version of the of the comic that I am, and then there's the version of the comic that's in the clubs, and then there's a version of the comic that's in the theaters. All mm-hmm. three things you play different. People can tell you, oh, I don't I don't switch up my material to please the crowd. No, eh, I'm the guy that I can pretty much. There's rules to this game, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm not gonna go on Jimmy Fallon and do a whole political set because that's not gonna fly. I'll go on Colbert and do a political stuff. Okay. Know? So what you see, uh, um, I some of the people that come out to shows and I'm blessed that they come and buy tickets to see me. They first get introduced to me by the Tonight Shows, mm-hmm. and then they expect that. And I give them some of that, but then I give them, it's like, oh, what you saw on the Tonight Show is is the seed of the whole bit. And then when they come out, they're like, oh, I know this joke. And then they're like, oh, I didn't see that joke going that way. <laughs> That's a little, he unpacked a lot on that one. So it's like those five minute sets sometimes are a combination of 25, 30 minutes of material. And I just narrowed it down you know i went 300 i had everybody march down the down the in between the two uh mountains so they could mm-hmm. like a funnel in there yeah funnel look at that big word funnel i don't know so I, <laughs> pew, pew. the rick h show pew, pew, in front of the bodega pew, pew. i'm scratching lottery tickets pew, pew. <laughs> no uh so what is your favorite type of set to do is it intimate in a club, like, you know, uh, a comedy underground or one of those spots? Is it the stadiums? Is it uh, all the, the theaters? All the ones that, yeah, all the ones that pay the check, bro. All the ones what? that cut the check. Like, <laughs> I've, been blessed with, I've been blessed with a talent, and uh-huh. I love what I do. And my, my, my vibe is to connect with people. And if I can go, whatever, dude, if it's a good bar gig, it's a good bar gig. You know what I'm saying? And they're cutting the check. I'll, I'll show up or they're paying me cash. So Orlando is now at the point where if he gets a call from one of these big clubs, yeah. or, you know, we got 10 minutes. Do, do you want, do you want those 10 minutes, Orlando? You, you're going to immediately say, yeah. How much? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so nothing yeah. for free. Yeah, yeah, I even do it, but you can't say that. You got to know your value. I remember doing a set. I was doing a set at the Laugh Factory for this big show that goes on here called mm-hmm. Brownish, which is like like our last shout out to uh, Eric Rivera, my boy. What? Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric Rivera. Look at my teeth. He has big teeth, dude. It's like. For real, like he works hard, but Jesus, dude, like whatever, Invisalign, they're out there, dog. It's, you could get anyway. So I'm doing brownish. Shout out to Eric; he's doing wonderful. He's yeah. actually moving it to. He's doing a night in New York and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I haven't they been just, able to on the 26. They did one. Yeah. Uh, Ada Rodriguez, Tommy Five K, Cipher Sounds showed up. Cipher Sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gloria Ellis, who I, oh, yeah. I love, yeah. a couple of people. You know, big night. They're doing it. And um, so I'm doing it here. I'm doing the brownish. It was cool because I did. Yeah, yeah, in the Laugh Factory. It was cool because I got to do the first ones when he was starting it out. And then I've been on the road ever since, so I haven't been able to look up with Eric. I love Eric. Uh, Me and him. do you we go on morning together. morning jogs with Eric? <laughs> no, no, I make fun. That's what that's what bothers me, dude. Like he bothers me like that. Those little things are like my little <laughs> like it bothers me. But I love him. But and, oh, if you drop the ball, forgive yourself and pick it back up. Like shut up. I like, text him after <laughs> each video. Like, bro, I'm having a bacon, egg, and cheese right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, that's what the and then he wants to kill it. Get out here! Oh, that's all he tells me. Get out here. Uh, Anyway, so I'm doing that and getting back, and I'm I'm having a, a good moment. Me and the audience are both connecting. We're on 528 Hertz. The room is bouncing right. And uh, I said, well, thank you so much. And then some girl goes, keep going. And I go, no, no. I know my worth. 
I know my worth, <laughs> and that's it. The payment has been a breach. Yeah. That's it. It's time to go. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, you got to know your worth, man. You know, are but you I, working on a, on a, cause you mentioned you're touring. Usually yeah. when a comic is touring, yeah, he's working on a special where he's working yeah. on his bits. Is that, is, is that just, something? No, I'm just doing no? it. Just, just on the road. road. Okay. Just on the road, man. Doing what I love, man. Doing what I discovered, man. I'm, I'm, I discovered this thing at 32. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already me and my wife. We had a house, the whole nine, dog, front yard, backyard, the whole nine, and then this turned my life upside down because I discovered this thing, and then it was just like, oh, let me go at it. Cashed in my 401k and moved to LA. I could have moved to New York, but I got too many relatives out there, so I was. <laughs> I was just going to end up kind of like maybe on the wrong vibe. So I mm-hmm. and plus I, I already knew that, you know, I'm, I'm like a character. I'm like, you know, I mean, like I'm a, like a Dominican Larry David. My friends have been calling me because like I'm I'm a, I'm comfortable saying no. Like if mm-hmm. I don't like some, I'm like, no. So, hey, Orlando, you want to? No, I don't. And like those that love me, I get it and understand. Mm-hmm. And those that don't understand, well, they got to go through life, and hopefully, they're not worried about that. No, that I just handed them. <laughs> nope, no. Some like people that. can't take a no, so they just got to learn how to take that no. There you go, dude. They just got to understand it and not 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 make it personal, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's that thing, like you know, I'm I'm not a hang. I don't hang out. I go, you know. Um, it was funny that that thing stayed with me forever. It was Jerry Seinfeld that said, "You want to stay married in this comedy business? Go home after you're set. Go home." Go yeah, because comics comics work late nights usually, yeah. uh, and it's usually in clubs, so yeah. uh, that could get you in trouble. Yeah, if you're that guy, but really, like we vibe, like me and you, if we hook. Mm-hmm. If we link up at, at, at Gotham or we link up at the cellar, bye-bye, mm-hmm. me and you are going to kick it before, bye-bye, talk, hey, hey everything okay, everybody, oh, family, good, good. That's it. Like, after my set, what else are we going to talk about? We already touched on the yeah. importance. So what's the point of me hanging around the bar? For what? For what? But that's just because I'm... The people that do that, they want to do that. That's their vibe, and mm-hmm. I get it, and I respect it. I'm just a guy that always understood, man. You want to stay married. You want to be all right. Go home, you know? So let's rewind a little bit. You said 32, you got into it. Yeah. Uh, now, comedy is something you can't just go on the stage and just start mm-hmm. yeah. throwing out whatever jokes out there. Yeah. Who are some people that helped you, or who are some people you studied? I got – I got – I. I've, I've always been funny, but it's this thing, like I, the whole thing, like right now, how we just broke down your uh, your mm-hmm. intro or like how I talk. I've always been that dude. And then I took it on stage and then that was it. But my biggest influence, and it's funny because everybody, Eddie Murphy and all of that. And yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. But my biggest influence is Martin Lawrence. Like okay. Martin did it. And then I discovered George Lopez. And then, oh. That, then he triggered that, you know what I'm saying? And then I got to work with Paul Rodriguez. But the biggest advice was Louis Anderson. So in my first three years. Rest in peace, Louis Anderson. Yeah. First three years uh, of stand-up, I got great advice, which is like I was going to leave stand-up alone. And then Sebastian Maniscalco tells me, no, nah, man, you're perfect. Because everybody around me is like 18, 20, 25. I'm 32, you know? And um, at the time, with a wife and, and a home and responsibilities, and we don't have any kids. And um, uh, Maniscalco told me, "No, nah, you're good because you're you you've lived, so you got stuff to talk about." Yeah. First advice. That's really good advice, actually. Alonso Bowden showed me his writing process. Uh, Louis Anderson saw me perform and he goes, you know, all that stuff that you do premise, setup, punchline, like that's all good and everything. But the problem is that you're a storyteller and that was the biggest, mm-hmm. you know, in your first three years to get, you know, you at five years, you're still trying to figure out where you fit into this career. And Louis Anderson telling me that was, you know, the heavens opening and God speaking through him. And it was just like, boom, the fourth year, I was there. I was moving on. The fifth year, I was like, I was on it. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And then I went like Florida's funniest comedian. I'm living down in Florida. I'm working all three clubs, three, three of the majors in South Florida. So West Palm, Hollywood, and Miami. And I'm just rotating between these clubs, hosting and featuring, hosting and featuring. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I never mailed it in. I just said, there you go. And I'm still being a satellite engineer for CBS News at the same time. So I would work all week and then at night, go hit it. And it was like this new birth. I think, you know, my wife says I, I was depressed and she saw it and then she saw me like come back alive once this thing. So she's the one that started it. We went up to New York, I remember for my birthday, and we saw um, Kyle Grooms, shout out to Kyle Grooms uh, at Gotham. And the backstory on Kyle Grooms is that he used to work for, I think, Univision or Telemundo. And that just hit home. Oh, I work for CBS News. And he worked for Univision. And he's a comic. Uh, and she, my wife was like, you really like this? I was like, yeah. And next thing you know, the next morning when I woke up, I signed up for open mic night at uh, the Miami Improv. That was how, was, how was your first night? <clears throat> I can't tell you what I said. I, I can tell you that I got laughs. But um, So I that, must have, that must have felt good. That felt good. But it's also it's also those bringer nights. It's like, yeah, you get five minutes, mm -hmm. but you have to bring five, yeah. you know, five couples or something like that. Okay. So 10 people. And, you know, people from my job came at CBS News. They came down and they sat down and they bought drinks. I remember them telling, us, telling me, like, one of them was... He was just like, man, I, I I love seeing you up there, and I was, and I'm here to support, man. But man, that bill was almost like seventy eight dollars. <laughs> they let me in for free because they let them in for free. Yeah. I was just like, I just laughed because I just finished. You know, I I remember him saying that, but then I also remember just being happy, like just waking up out of a long sleep, and you're like, oh man, this is what I'm. This is it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Yeah, buddy. And then but I started moving fast because I've all I've all being a man and being grown, mm -hmm. you know how to behave. So I didn't I wasn't with all the awkwardness and hey, but but like I was already, you know, don't be weird, be kind. That's all I mm -hmm. say to people. Hey, the, hey, what advice can you give me? Don't be weird, be kind. Did you go through a stage where when you had that I'm going to do comedy. This is my thing. You have yeah. that thought where, like me, when I want to do podcasting, I started listening to every podcaster on this planet. Yeah. And I try to learn as much and absorb as much as possible. But the best experience is the one that you get when you're on stage or you're doing this yeah. every week. Did yeah. you go through that stage where you locked yourself in? You started watching some specials. You started taking some notes down. No, it is. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing about stand up that you get. Naturally, you get you fall right in the pool mm -hmm. and you're in the community right away and you're accepted. Once you've touched that stage and other comics have seen you, you get accepted. So that's a great situation. That's a great question because, no, I didn't start watching all the specials. I just I got lucky and mm -hmm. then I got surrounded by really good local comics at the time. That every, and then that group broke down to another group of comics. Mm -hmm. And then that second group of comics that welcomed me into their circle. Uh, one right now is like he's written for TV. He has a special. The other one is a, is a professor of film. And mm -hmm. he's also shot specials. The other one, you know, I fell into. So now I have comedian friends that I can call on. That are, that are your colleagues and contemporaries now. Yeah, dude. And not just like, because Issa Rae said this, I'm very big in like, they say net, everybody's always worried about networking up when you should be networking laterally. Okay. And uh, Sometimes I look laterally at some of the people that are with me, but they're not really laterally. They just, they just have the same energy as me, but they are up there. You know what I'm saying? Some of of at least three of them are multi-millionaires already from stand-up mm -hmm. and then the other ones they own their houses and the other you know that type of world and then there's other people like right now me connecting with you is just like this is a great connection this is a great thing it's like yeah man let's do it let's 
You know what I'm saying? But I feel that energy though. There is an energy. So I didn't I didn't fall into like, oh, I gotta watch every single special and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I just fell into like a, yeah, I just wanna do this. And it was like it was genuinely that welcome home feeling. Like when you when you've been out and you get back home and you're like, Oh man, I'm I'm gonna sleep in my own bed. I can't wait and stuff. That was the equivalent of me discovering stand up. It was just like, Oh man, I'm home. That's it. Everything else I've done is great because it's led me here. Yeah. But now I'm home, you know? So let me ask you now. I'm hearing an echo. I don't know where is that coming from, but um, yeah, it's bothering me that I'm hearing my own voice. Am I going nuts on my own show live right here? I don't know. Right now? I don't oh hear God. an echo. Oh my God. So <clears throat> I forgot my question. Mm-hmm. A lot of comics I know, you're their favorite comic. And recently, Ada Rodriguez posted something giving you your flowers and and talking about what you mean to her. When was this? I haven't even Oh, heard. it's on Instagram. Oh, I didn't even know. No? No, no, no. Oh, man. When I saw it, I was like, uh, "That that's nice to appreciate. But that's my seeing. sister. It's like, I don't even got to check up on stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But when I read it, I was like, I, I was touched by it. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to you. Yeah. But so, that's my, that's like, that's like my sister. My Look, man, I also, Rick, I, I approach every situation with kindness. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't even care if you show that kindness back because it doesn't bother me because I just step to the side and keep it going. I don't, yo, keep it moving, man. That's the best advice. I don't know where I picked it up. Whatever it is that you're going through and you want to bring that energy to me and you don't even know me like that, it's all cool, mm-hmm. man. You don't even got to worry about me. I'm out of your way and I'm I'm past that. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes... I loop. So the other day I got a, I got a text and because uh, I just, I, I blew past another comic and then the comic says, hey man, do you and me have issues? I was just like, no, nah, never dude. Sorry. And then I said, I apologize if my energy was off. Mm-hmm. I just been on the road for two weeks and I just finally got home and I still had to do this spot locally here. Mm-hmm. And, but dude, I apologize because if that energy came the wrong way, I hope you understand that. And I hope you also know that if I ever have an issue, I will bring it up to your face and then that end only to you, nobody else. You know, I get stuff like that clear. I'm the best dude to come at like, hey, man, because I, I like that. I answer back. People like Ida, there's certain people you just mm-hmm. you just connect with. Ida, I connected with. I connected with Ida like when I saw her on Last Comic Standing. This is years before we even met. Mm-hmm. I saw her on stage and I was just like, "Yeah, the vibe is right." That this is this. Then I met her and then it was like, like I don't know, man. If we've been in other lives together as brother and sister, but there's some here where it's like it's ride it's or die energy, for each other. Yeah. yeah, when she filmed her special in the Bronx. I flew in, dude. I flew in 24 hours. Flew in, went to the special, saw both of the tapings. When the second taping was done, you coming to the after party? No, I'm not. I got to get on an airplane early in the morning. I hugged Mm -hmm. her. I hopped in the Uber, went back to the hotel. Early in the morning, I was on my flight out of New New York and back to L.A. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I I just recently saw. I'm gonna have to take these headsets on because it's mm-hmm. annoying me. Uh, I, I recently saw. Check the, in your settings, man. Maybe hit the setting the, audio, and then there's an echo button. Kill the echo. Yeah, my no the the echo cancellation is on. Okay. I don't know what it is. Maybe uh, turn take it off. Use the speakers. Microphone. Mm-hmm. Apologize, whoever's so. Uh, I recently saw the special on HBO Max with my wife, and I got super emotional because, uh, you know, I, my father was never in my life. So when she yeah. decided to film all that stuff, like, like I felt connected to her and everything that she was saying. And my yeah. wife was watching it, too, and my wife was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it's just, you know, certain things like that, it just hits you. So I, I kind of understand the energy you get off of her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's, let's get, get back, back to you. you. Yeah. 
But what look, is the... look, before we get back to me, like one of the hardest working human beings I know is Ida Rodriguez. Okay. I'm talking about it with agents, with managers, and she's the one that will still pick up the phone and be like, hey, what's going on? And she puts in the work, man. She puts in the work. She and that's... was on Brownish on the 26th. Yeah. Yeah. She puts in the work. She puts in the work, man. Moving on. So is when you got into comedy, were some of your goals like stand-up, TV show, film, um, what's the other one? Record, album. Mm-hmm. Were those the four goals or is just something that you just wanted to get in there to live what you want to live? Because when you're on stage, you feel free. Look, Rick, I'm not, I'm not even <laughs> – this is, this, is, this is exactly how I – I have a very supportive wife. Mm-hmm. I was working for CBS News. I'm a satellite engineer. I'm making money. My wife is an amazing executive producer for music in commercials. So she writes mm-hmm. songs, j- not jingles, more like this woman is fantastic. I cashed in my 401k and moved to L.A. Energy is very important. Mm-hmm. And I told my wife, I'll be back in three months. You're moving over because by then I'll be hooked up. I'm there. I'm I'm be already acting. I'm gonna be doing everything. That's why I moved to LA because I said, well, I'm more like a character. I got the stand up going on, and you know, let me go. And I got to LA, and right away, my first gig, like two two three weeks into LA, I got like a three thousand dollar gig in a commercial for Walmart. I was like, see what this is what I'm talking about, and everything was moving. So everything's moving fast for me. The connects, everything is moving. Uh, but then this thing hit me where I was missing my home. I was missing my wife. And right there, this is it's so important about manifestation and all that stuff that people talk about. Right there was like if I pulled the emergency brake on what I was doing. All of a sudden, everything just dried up. Why did it dry up? Rick, because I wanted yeah, energy back was home. somewhere else. Yeah, my heart, my mind was back. So then I'm I'm here, and for the next two and a half years, I'm just planting seeds. That those three months turned into a two and a half year uh, long distance relationship with my wife, where I'm flying back and forth. She's flying back and forth. We have a I have a studio apartment here in LA, and we still have the house in Miami. Mm-hmm. Flying back and forth, flying back and forth. Eventually, everything lines up a little bit. Everything lines up a little bit. She's able to come uh, to L.A. We have our home. Boom. She moves to L.A. Tonight show. HBO special. True TV. Commercials. Movie with Whitney Cummings. uh, Animated film with Viva Films. You know, it, it, it was just the energy. So I didn't know. I didn't even know about the Tonight Show, dude. I didn't. I That wasn't. I was just here kind of like going that's, with the that's flow. The, that's the flow. The first, the, like when, when you've made it is when it used to be Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. You went on, you did minutes for Johnny and Johnny would make you like he would. Yeah. So when, once you do that, yeah. um, but that wasn't even on your radar. That wasn't on my radar. That, that was a, a good buddy of mine by Josh Sandoval. He said, mm-hmm. you should do the Tonight Show. And then he introduced me to Michael Cox, who was the booker of The Tonight Show. Who is the booker of The Tonight Show? And I met him in a festival. And it was the first festival that I went, and I was like, focus. Okay, I'm here at the festival and everything. It sounds weird, man, but at a certain point, I started listening to the whispers. And what I mean by the whispers is whatever you believe in and whatnot, whoever your creator is, wherever you are, you start getting the messages. You start getting the messages. Out of nowhere, my bu- my buddy Josh Sandoval goes, hey, man, you, you should do the Tonight Show. Out of nowhere, he says that. Now I got that, and I but I heard him. And then a few weeks later, I meet, I meet Michael Cox. Good dude. We vibe out. We're both grown-ups. We vibe out. I'm, I'm kind. I'm not weird. End up at a festival. I come in second in that festival. I lose. I lose to Dulce Sloan, which is now on the show on Comedy Central. 
which is fantastic. I lose to her, I come in second place, but then that connection with Michael Cox really, you mm -hmm. know, galvanizes there. He's like, yo, let's start developing a set for your Tonight Show. And then some time passes, some time passes, and it aligns perfectly with my HBO. So I had this magic moment where everything um, aligned with Entre No Shout Out to to Victor and Edwin Licona for giving me that opportunity. Where I shoot my special, um, I get my Tonight Show. So the Tonight Show allows me to promote my special. And then Conan O'Brien, uh, they, they label me top 10 comics to watch from Conan O'Brien. So I get to do the New York Comedy Festival under that banner, top 10 comics to watch coming up and then also true tv and all this happened in one month everything from my special drops true tv uh conan comics to watch tonight show and it was just like from there agent manager everything was lined up i already had my manager which was dope because it, it, i ended up meaning a twin someone that's identical mind and spiritually the way i i move through the world you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so that was it it was it, man. I started listening, and that's that's the problem. We, are, a lot of people don't want to listen. If you just listen, it like all the answers. One of my homies bought a big building in Colorado and started remodeling it with his wife, and the neighbors were like, "He's from Colorado, Colorado," and the neighbors started telling him, "Oh, what are you gonna do with it?" Because he started remodeling it backwards. Because he wanted it to look good first on the outside. And then they were going to gut it out and do mm -hmm. the inside. So at least they didn't have this ugly thing on the outside of this beautiful neighborhood. This this is a, a building with 30 rooms in it. Pretty much a mansion. And he did the grass. He painted it. He edged out all the trimming. Did the, him and the wife are doing that. And out of nowhere, the a neighbor comes. He goes, man, you guys, this is great. What are you going to do with it? And he goes, I don't know. It was just a great deal, so I bought it. And he goes, you guys should do a bed and breakfast. He goes, uh, he had never heard of a bed and breakfast because he's from Colorado. That's mm -hmm. more like Boston and Maine and upstate New York and stuff like that. He goes, all right. And he did a bed and breakfast, the most successful bed and breakfast in the area. Like wow. back to back, back to back. Ended up selling it. Got a couple of million out of it back to back to back and it was just like that whisper came he said he never saw that neighbor again when he was telling me the story i never saw that neighbor again that's that's a little creepy yeah yeah, yeah. he that they when you're doing your thing the messages mm -hmm. come man the messages come and it's not mad it's just like that you're just in the flow i call that the flow and there's a mm -hmm. lot of people i'm not i'm not i don't own that there's a lot of people that they just say, oh, you know, I'm in the flow. I'm in the flow right now. And there's a, that flow means that everything's listening, everything. If you can't control it, leave it alone, man. Just flow around it. It'll, it'll get you there. Just let, when you're caught in a rip current sometimes, mm -hmm. what they tell you to do is just go with the rip current. Go with the, which is going with the flow. If you start going against it, you start trying to manipulate it, you're going to drown because you're going to get yourself exhausted thoughts this has been an educational moment from orlando labor gems so i want to play a, a little piece of one of your sets if you don't mind yeah yeah we just figured that out yeah that's that's pretty good right there my laziness keeps me loyal mm -hmm. that's good right there that's some good stuff my laziness keeps me loyal she's no longer allowed to complain you're so lazy haha <laughs> you better thank god uh, <laughs> Whenever you're looking for me, where am I? Right there on the couch. I'm not hard to find. It's either on the couch or on stage. That's where I'm at. I'm not hard to find, okay? Side note, if you're married and your husband's very active, he's out there in the gym, keep an eye on him. Kind of suspect. I wouldn't trust him. I don't understand married dudes that work out. Why? Why? Why do you need a six-pack? Why? That doesn't make sense. That's not natural. That's not the way nature intended it. No, it's not. Okay? 
The natural way is you say, I do. You sign the little document and poop, you get a little belly. <laughs> That's natural. That belly isn't even for you. That belly's for her. That belly's for her. She has a bad day at work. Now she can come and rest her head on your belly. You get me? What? They didn't invite you to lunch. Forget those bitches. Team us. Team us. Do you, you're watching yourself, what, what goes through your mind? Do you critique? Like, man, I should have paused here. I should Or did you just. You just always, because by now, that, that two things, that's a special mm -hmm. moment that you're seeing. Because that's the first time I'm, I, I got invited to Just for Laughs. So that was taped at Just for Laughs. And the second one is like, that bit is so much bigger now. Like, that bit. If I was to do that bit, you'll recognize the bit. But you'll think you'll know what's coming next. But it's like, nah. You, you. It's just the general premises of laziness Yeah, equating to being a great husband. It's just funny in yeah. general, just from the beginning standpoint. Yeah. I sent it to my wife, and she's like, this guy's really funny. And then she started going through your uh, your Instagram feed. Then we went into YouTube, and that's how we that's how we get into, like, different comics yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, and I don't have much stuff out there. I, I really don't. I'm just now. You just happen to catch it where just now I'm starting, like, to. Because mm -hmm. friends that I trust and that I respect their opinion, and they like you said, the whispers, the whispers, as we talked about it earlier, the whispers are starting to come and they're like, Orlando, here's the reality of the situation. That old school mentality that you have, I'm a, I'm a comic. I don't need to let people into my personal life and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work anymore, you know? And, you know, I've had people show me numbers for, for, for acts. I can't say names, but acts that are now selling out that, before they started doing their social media thing like that. And, you know, they get surprised. The audience gets surprised because a lot of it is just what you're seeing. The they're smart. They're only putting up the crowd work. Mm -hmm. They're not putting up the actual material, which is for me, that's also hard because I don't do crowd work. I got material. Mm -hmm. So their ticket sales have gone from, you know, you know, maybe, maybe we got a hundred people coming out to completely selling out the weekend in one day. So yeah. my, my feelings been, uh, I saw you on brownish with Eric and Sasha when they were doing the YouTube series. And ever since then, I was like, man, this guy's actually like naturally freaking funny. Like, because <clears throat> you, that was just an interview. That wasn't, you weren't doing bits or anything like that. And then when I started watching some of your bits and stuff, I was like, this guy's going to be bigger than where he's at right now. And I don't know if that's ever going to change who he is. Because I, I look at you and I look at someone who's very comfortable in their skin and already is, knows who they are. Um, but I foresee a big 2022 and a big 2023. For you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. I'm humbled by that. I'm humbled that you know what I I I also got humbled by this pandemic because this pandemic set everybody down. Mm -hmm. So like our last shows, talking about Eric, talking about Ida, talking about Sasha, our last our last my last shows during the pandemic were the Kennedy Center with Entrenos. It was me, Eric, Eric Rivera. Uh, Nick Guerra, um, Dom Rivera from Washington, D.C., I love Dom, um, and myself, uh, Edwin Travel, Edwin Licona, the executive producer of Enterenosa, and he put this tour together, and we did great, and this is the pandemic, like, people don't really know what's going on, and um, outside of the Kennedy Center, the audience waited for us, so this is what we have, then... We finish that, and then I hop on an airplane, and I go to Vegas, and then I'm doing a week-long seven days at the Vegas Comedy Cellar, mm -hmm. and we only lasted till Saturday. Sunday, I flew back home because they closed down. We locked in. This is March 14th, but uh, 2020 was the first time in my career that the whole calendar was full. 
meaning I didn't have to worry about a booking till mm-hmm. 2021. And then uh, the pandemic, coronavirus, put a stop to that. And then I could have, I could have, like, I felt myself like, hey, man, what happened? And then I just automatically switched, oh, the timing ain't right. It ain't right. So then I, I just waited and I got more comfortable. And then Eric started doing that brownish show that you say you used mm. if you saw that, you used to I I would like rebel. I would rebel in the middle of those shows. I would like not nah, move on, dude. This is taking too long. Like but it was just like me being at home. It's like what are you gonna do? And uh and I thank Eric for that. I I, I thank I thank Eric for me being able to be here with you right now and doing mm. this because it's like he brought 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 me out of my shell because I'm truly not the social media dude. It's like I'm the most social guy. We meet out. We meet out at the bar. We meet out at one of the clubs, at the comedy club. I'm cool. You, live your life. you don't live. Yeah, I'm li- uh, yeah, yeah, dude. I know how to say hello and, and like how to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I notice if a woman cut her hair, it's like, yo, mm-hmm. your hair looks fantastic. And like, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, I'm not wrong. Oh. So how do you feel about this metaverse thing then? I'm 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 cool. I'm so down for it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's just gonna leave me more time and more space out here. I love space stuff. <laughs> you understand, Rick? Like, understand that about me. Like, I yeah. love space. I love having space. That's why I could never live in New York. There's no space. No. But the more people get into that metaverse, the more. Dude, I was thriving during the pandemic. I was outside the whole time. I was living my best life, driving with no traffic. You know, driving with no traffic. I was like that. I was running red lights and everything, dog. Because it was not, the cops would look at me. It's like there's nobody out here. Mm-hmm. I was living my best life, man. So how'd you stay sharp during during the the pandemic though? Because for a comic, you gotta you gotta hit the stage. Oh, right? I no, I would do the I would do I stayed afloat financially also both ways. Mm-hmm. Blessed doing some Zoom shows, doing some corporate gigs and everything, and I was just like it was sad. I was sad. Like I would do them, and it was just, but the money was so good. Like I was just like yo, I'm a legit prostitute. Like I <laughs> I felt it. Like I. Like every single time, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like the good prostitute, like the prostitute that does it because later on she's going to write a book about it and Mm -hmm. maybe it gets turned into a movie. It's more like research. That's why she's doing it. That's why I was doing it. Not because I was, it was dope. I was, I was thriving. I tell everybody, I've said it on stage too, man. I was, I was, that bank account was blessed. Thanks to it, man. And little things and the universe kept taking care of me. I got a call from, um, uh, J.P. Buck, which is the booker for Conan O'Brien, and he's like, Orlando, I want you to do this uh, play-by-play thing. Like, and I oh, go, wow. I, I, I saw the. I think you posted it on Instagram. Yeah, where I like it was this. It's Conan O'Brien, so it's. it's I just said yes because it's gonna be silly. Yeah. And sure enough, it was me. And they said, Who would you do the do this with? I said, Well, this is gonna sound strange to you, but I would do it with like with uh Forrest Shaw he's one of my best buds and that like because when you meet Forrest Shaw you don't think that we're friends Mm -hmm. but it's like oh yeah that makes sense and he did he was the nuts and bolts guy where he was like doing and I just did color commentary on these big dudes that win a lot of money playing these video games Mm -hmm. and we put them to play like bus simulator where they had to drive a bus around (laughs) and collect change and it was fantastic though i was having the time we shot two episodes of that they those bags were beautiful and i was blessed i was just like look at this man look at this but again i met jp buck a long time ago i never got to do conan Mm o'brien but every time on on some decent human being hey how are you jp you good everything how's the kid Mm -hmm. Not hey man, do you have a spot? It's how do I submit? You know, I understand it's a that relationship you, that you want to, yeah, you want to foster and build, but not like when yes. I say relationship, not because I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Like I know what this man can do for my career, mm-hmm. but I kind of don't approach it in that way. I I I don't approach it in that way. The same way that we talked in the front and everything, even all money is not good money. No, it's not. So, 
I've turned down money and, you know, I've turned down situations because it's just not good money. But also, you know, just being a little bit older and understanding what what the little traps that can you can fall into because you chase the dollar or because you want to be next to a certain person. I think enlightenment comes to you when you figure out not that all money, but that money is not the main objective. Mm-hmm. Yes, you need to make money because like people are human. They like nice things. You know, we just bought this house. I had to work hard to provide, you know. Yeah. But money doesn't make me happy. I, I, I work my actual job. Mm-hmm. But in between seasons of doing the Ricky show, I'm kind of miserable. Because I'm writing stuff, I'm doing things. So I was like, oh, I just want a book. I want to talk. I want to have conversations. I want to. Here, here's, here should be, and this, you, people don't got to do this. You get it already just because of what you said. I look at what I do right now, and I say, would I do this for free? And I would do this for free. Period. You could take it all away. You could take away everything. I would go have a regular nine to five and at night go do an open mic. This is how much I love this. Mm-hmm. This is how much I love stand up. I would do it for free, man. That connection is the best thing in the world for me, for me, not for everybody, for me. So if like if you're at a job and stuff like that and you're like, man, I really love this job. And you say to yourself, would you do this job for free? Not that you're going to do it for free. Mm-hmm. And you say, yeah, we'll do this for free. You're in the right place. You're home. Relax. Put your feet up. I think that when you're in any any career or any job, you know inside mm-hmm. if you're happy. Yeah. Like if this is for you. Yeah. Because I've been at jobs and I've been in a week in the job and I'm like, yo, this is miserable. Yeah. Fuck. I need to yeah. move somewhere else. Yeah, but then there's life. Uh, life is still happening. We don't live in Narnia. So you you have uh, your wife. You have your two kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want to provide. You want to be a good father. You want to. But a as a grown up, you got to understand. You know, I got this nine to five. I make good money. Yeah. Let me. It's a job, yeah. and then you sh- everybody should. But people yeah, don't. while you're chasing your dream, while you're yeah. chasing your passion. I tell a lot of comics, like some comics are living that life. Rappers try to live that life. Some of all, you know, everybody wants to rap. Mm-hmm. And, and they come to me and they're like, I don't get a job. I'm I said, nah, dude, I need the freedom. Said, no, you don't. Just get a job that works around what you really want to do. That's so that, weird. yeah, that job then allows you to act Mm -hmm. that job allows you to do stand-up that job allows you to rap that job even eminem had to go and press bumpers in the movie so that he could pay for (laughs) legit uh studio time i don't know if it's in the movies it really happens yeah (laughs) i want to play a segment with you Mm -hmm. so i'm going to show you five images that of you that are surfing around in the web mm-hmm. you try to you got to try to decipher the image because they're distorted um and you let me know what's going on in the image and where is it from mm-hmm. all right so this is called just distorted pictures i can't see okay so are you ready for the first one what's the thing called you didn't uh, you were muted Distorted pictures. Oh, the, oh very creative <laughs> title. Here's your first one. Yeah. Uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What Which was that like seeing your name in, on the door? I know you took a picture of it. Uh, and then Tonight uh, Show, you're like... Humbled, man. Humbled. Humbled. I cried there. I cried. But I can't remember if that's my first one or my second one, because I don't I don't change that much. That might be my second one. I've cried every single time, though. <laughs> yeah. If run a Jimmy or not? No, not. 
first time it was magical because it was this magic moment where they're like, hey, Jimmy's going to stop by and say hello. And uh, it was perfect because Jimmy came into the room. My wife is trying to scoot out of the green room, out of the dressing room. And um, um, she couldn't because kind of like the way that Jimmy came in. So then my wife is feeling awkward. And then I just pull, hey, Jimmy, this is my wife. And it was like mm -hmm. this. And then Michael Cox, my G, man, I, I love this dude took a picture of that moment and me and my wife and I have that moment. It's just this genuine moment of happiness and excitement and being grateful. Like, Hey, thank you for this opportunity. And then me being able to connect with Jimmy, not as Jimmy Fallon, the tonight show host, but Jimmy Fallon, the comic, yeah. like when he was out here and playing the guitar and doing all that. And we talked about all that. And we talked about, uh, we talked about, um, we talked about just for laughs and all of that. And it was just like instant connection during, uh, during my first set. I made them like genuinely laugh. And that granted me the access to come back a second time. And then the second time did the same thing. He goes, you did it again. And then that granted me the access to come back the third time. The third time, I don't think I did it. I don't think I delivered <laughs> Because it was it was pandemic and the audience wasn't yeah. really there. Everybody was spaced out. It was the vibe was off. It yeah. wasn't that warm because the studio is really not that big. But it wasn't that energy wasn't there, and I didn't deliver. I personally don't feel like delivered the third time. You know what I mean? I'm sure you'll be back. I'm sure Jimmy is is, is a fan. Yeah. I got this. I one keep on telling him you should hear me every time. I'm like yo. We should we should go on tour together. That's what I tell them every time. When when you can no longer hear what we're saying to each other, that's what I said. Uh, that's me as a baby, man. That's me and damn, you're pretty good at this. Uh... Yeah, that's me in Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's a kid right there. Look at the outfit, though. The outfit was on point, man. Fresh. That, yeah, that time right there. I'm living with my aunt uh, Lydia. My mom can no longer come into the States. That's in Puerto Rico. So I was born in Puerto Rico and raised part of the time in New York, Puerto Rico, and Dominican Republic. So um, my aunt and her husband at the time, uh, Louis, um, he loved me, man. That dude, he asked my mom, can they just adopt me? And he wanted to raise me as his own son wow. and uh, rest his soul, man. He was always such a kind human being to me and stuff. Because I was a U.S. citizen, I traveled a lot as a child. So at that age, I was already flying. I had already flown on airplanes by that age. My first flight was at six months old. And I know it's not a big deal, but back then, that was a big deal. Not everybody was. And I was mm -hmm. flying. I used to fly with little suits. And like <laughs> Eastern Airlines, and they used to give us like silverware, like actual silverware, like mm, yeah. you could stab somebody on the and airplane. Food, actual food. Yeah. And um, so I stayed with a lot of aunts and uncles, but most of the time I would stay with Lydia and Louis and uh, my mom. Uh, she was in DR getting her uh, visa situated so she could travel back into the States. So my mom traveled to Puerto Rico. And then ended up back in DR. And then when she tried to come back to Puerto Rico, they were like, nah, visa is done. So you got to go through the whole process again. Damn. Yeah. So then she just sent me to Puerto Rico because it was like, he's going to have a better life there, you know? And they would charge, Dominican Republic at the time would charge taxes for me being in, uh, in Puerto Rico, in Dominican Republic. So because you were a US citizen, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So yes. a lot of people don't understand that you pay taxes, but it's like, yeah, yeah. Back then, you know, I should have just gotten a dual uh citizenship. But they hadn't done that with me. So I have another uh by the way, I traveled that nine months, ten months. So my mom was too young, so I grew up in DR, and then they brought me back. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like real DR, like like yeah. water buckets DR. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, I I got trained, trained because it was like 
uh if you wanted to take a shower because we didn't have in the countryside because my family's from moca and santiago yeah on santiago we have a house nice running water that's where yeah my that's where my people are at yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's and in my... moca you you gotta go to la letrina mm -hmm. you gotta go to the the river to get water yeah. or to the the fountain or and bring it back yeah and if you want hot water you got to put it on a, and not even a stove. It's kind of like a makeshift stove. Yeah. Un fogón. Yeah. Yeah. So th that's how I grew up my first six. Or some years. people would take showers like at noon or like at two o'clock mm -hmm. because sometimes you will run pipe and use gravity from the hill and connect it. We had, we were close to a river. So they put pipes at the river's mouth and then the gravity would bring it down to the house. So if you wanted to take a warm shower, you'd take a shower like around two o'clock. And because they were, the water was traveling through the pipes, it was still warm. And when it rained in the yard, I remember people would come out and sometimes shower in the countryside yeah. while it rained. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I grew up in that similar situation. So let me show you the next few photos. It gets a little harder. Mm-hmm. No, that one, I can't make it out. I'm not good with squares, <laughs> cubes and stuff like that. Yeah, that's my dude right there. That's me. <laughs> the way of Cypher sounds. I, I genuinely made him laugh, laugh. When you see me that serious like that, when you see me like holding back and stuff, I just said something. I remember that moment. And th that's when we really connected. And me and Saif are like friends, friends. Mm. Now, like the type of friends that that, that I have is kind of like we don't talk every day. We don't need to. But it's the, it's just a genuine connection. If I call him, he picks up the phone. If I if he calls me, I still call people like mm. that's how I talk. You know, I don't I don't like to text. I don't like that. That's too much proof. Too much proof. <laughs> Here's another one. Uh, yeah. That's senior year picture. There you go, dog. And then the last one. This, this is just more. Oh, that's Euro Lando right there, yo. That's yeah. In, that's in Venice, man. <laughs> beautiful, in, beautiful city, Venice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flooding. But it's beautiful. That was in Venice. That's why I call that Euro Lando. Euro Lando. But um, explain to me the dude. Was this the your dude the, or the wife? No, that was me. I was bored, dude, and I had the blow dryer. My mom was a hairstylist. Yeah. So I just started blow drying my hair. Then my wife saw it. She said, you're ridiculous. <laughs> did you go to dinner like that? No, I don't know if I did. I might have put it up in a ponytail after that. You know, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed to have this hair. Both of my brothers are convertible. Both of them went bald. I'm the one that's in my 40s, and I still got this this hair, bro. Living my best life, dude. But they got the they look great. They had they were in great shape. They they were. I've always been aerodynamically challenged, you know. I've always been round. I'm cool. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong, dude. I got hair that trumps everything. So to finish off, three, two, one. These are uh, rapid fire questions. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the three, three comics you look up to, uh, three comics. I look up to, uh, George Lopez, uh, George Lopez show. Very important thing for people to notice about the George Lopez show. That show says created by George Lopez. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a big deal in Hollywood. Bill Burr, because he's, he's the truth. Bill Bird talks it and um, Gabriel Iglesias because um, he shows shows people how to do it. it. Not only is he a great comic, he also his merchandising is on point and everything. He doesn't tell people how to do it. All you got to do is watch him and you learn so much from him. Two things you cannot live without. Uh, two things I cannot live without water and love. Water and love. Yeah, buddy. No, no specifics. specifics. No specifics. Yes, water mm. and love, man. 
one uh, one goal you want to achieve? I know you haven't said. I know you said no movies, no none of that. Like that, none of that's the goal. There's got to be something. One goal I, I want to achieve. Um, I want my mom, my mother, before she leaves this, uh, before she leaves this uh, ride, mm. to like uh, have have the house of her dreams, and that she has uh, uh, servants, like not servants, but like a staff. I want her to have like a butler and a maid and all of that, just and with the outfits and everything, and that they take care with of the logo. Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, or the house initial, you know. Doña's, Doña's house. Doña's house. Yeah, yeah. I need that. <laughs> I need that. I need that before I check out of here. You know what I mean? Orlando, I want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you for giving me some time. Um, if you want to follow him at Hey Lando. At Hey Lando. Super man. funny. Really. Yeah. And just guy. share that. That's what helps the most. Not the yeah. follows are good, but when you can share something with somebody, that just that is catapults uh, everything, and don't just, don't just, man. I these these people that just wish happy birthday to people that they don't even know, but then they don't call their own mother. Like you really need to go inside and ask what that's about. You know, what I'm saying? I can't wish Drake a happy birthday, dude. Like for real, like, but you haven't talked to your mom today. But you no, took but time. It, but it's Drake's birthday, bro. I had to. Photoshop yeah, the photo of me and Drake together mom, in the club. Your mom's birth canal. You, uh-huh. you, you know what I mean? She did that for you. She could have tapped out early. Like, she knew. She mm-hmm. knew early. And she could have tapped out, but she didn't. She said, I'm going to go along with this journey of nine months. Going but to the problem so- with me is my mom was also wishing Drake. Happy birthday! <laughs> yeah, but that's her, that's her vibe. She's allowed to have that vibe. I'm just saying you, and we're all saying we're joking and everything. But yeah. what I mean is, like, if someone within your vicinity, someone that you really know, is doing something amazing, something great, whether they got a new job, whether they're in therapy and they finally got therapy, celebrate them. Stop celebrating all these people that don't even care about you, man. Don't even care about you. That's that's my only. I have petty moments, mm-hmm. and that's my petty moment right there. I don't think that's Rick. really too petty. I think that that's no. It's not petty because I keep it moving. I could really yeah. dig in and go in on it. But I I do watch. I do watch who shares what what they say. Everything, mm-hmm. and I go, wow, you go on that journey for that human being that does not even care about you, mm-hmm. but someone that shows you love and someone that genuinely is kind to you and it's in your corner you see them do something cool and you just cool you know what i mean yeah i'm like all right all right and then i turn around and i celebrate them celebrate them because i when those checks and balances come i want to Pull out my 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 book. <laughs> nah, dog. Mira aquí, mira aquí, mira aquí. You in the red? I'm in black. I'm in the black, dog. I'll see you later. I'm gonna go to heaven right now. I'm just trying to pay these dues so I I stop getting sent back. That's my theory. Damn. Oh, I just dropped that super facts right there. You gotta pay that. That balance account needs to be even, Steven, so you don't keep on getting sent back. That way you can chill up there and just vibe out. Nando, you told me this way too late in life, man. I know, but it's all right. 37 going on 38, I should have. Oh, you got plenty of time to clear the books, bro. (laughs) Got plenty of time to clear the books. Orlando, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, buddy. Uh, This is great, man. You got it down, man. Much success, man. Thank you, man. To you. Uh, Everybody that's been on the show, I've always supported, even after they've been on the show. I've had several people come back. I even... Things like I'm always in the room where people are like, "Oh, do you know a good comic? Or do you know a good videographer? Do you know this? Do you, you know that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, my, my friend, this person, and mm-hmm. I feel like I connect people." Yeah, maybe that's my role in this world. That's a, yeah, that's your role. And meanwhile, you're doing something that you like. You're doing mm-hmm. your podcast, and eventually it'll catch like a wildfire. That's what happens. From your mouth to God's ears.
Got it. Thank you for being on the show. See you guys next week on Tuesday. I have another guest. I'll announce it. This is the bonus episode. This is bonus. This is bonus with the Rick H show. I had to. Orlando can't do it on a Tuesday. Whenever he could do it, we're doing this episode. This is me. This is me talking to somebody else. This is me. Well, I'm about to drop the intro for you right now. So. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. It's the Rick A Show. Rick A Show. What? Is it worth it? It's season six. I got a hat on. Look at my hat. Look at my beard. It's full. Is that T.I.? He's doing comedy again. Look at this guy. Look at the other guy. Look at this guy wearing all red. Too matchy matchy. Too matchy matchy. Cerveza Presidente. Are they a sponsor? No, they're not. That's what I told you, I'm living my life like a box of Crayolas I'm cutting up white, smoking that green Purple color pens, I'm still making this cream I'm so sick, uh, check my throat quick My wrist light up a room like a handful of glow sticks I'm like spoiled milk, the kid's gone bad Then it's the menace, my pen touches the pad uh, Niggas is mad, but the ladies is glad Yo, they rubbing up against me like this nigga is rad Fucking two divas, drinking on sangria I got the beam of the colors, diarrhea uh, Tire strength in my feet cause I'm so fly Hopped out the Delorean and it's already McFly.